I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to the last is this the last Mr. Mitchell history podcast for 2023 I think uh, maybe it could be unless this is split into two parts yeah, are we going to declare <laughs> or are we going to enforce the follow-on mm, remains uh, to be seen I guess well well what a year it's been anyway mm. and what a year of cricket it has been mm. I think in my lifetime it's probably been the best year of cricket do you want to elaborate yeah let's start with first of all like Australia played, I don't even remember who they played. Uh, South Africa. At the start of the year. Yeah. yeah. That was good. First time since Sandpaper, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. And then a tour of India. And before we, we also recorded on, during the Sydney test, the first ever oh. recording session we had was the very first test match of the year. Great. Because mm. I remember when Samantha Jade appeared for some... Uh, yes. Rain delay entertainment. <laughs> I'm like, I can't tell them till I'm on the airwaves. <laughs> and that was how we started our first podcast. Mm. Tour of India, into the Ashes, and what an Ashes series mm. it was. Into the Cricket World Cup, and what a fantastic Cricket World Cup. And when now I got time out, test wasn't that funny? Versus oh. Pakistan. Yeah, time yeah, out. The Angelo Matthews. Yeah, not enough was made of that. I feel mm. like I just got lost in the wind. Maxwell mm. scored 200, so... I'm taking the Angelo Matthews time. (laughs) So we thought it fitting to actually talk about the history of cricket. It's a strange game and Mm. has a lot of different quirks. How would you, how would you describe cricket? Are we, is cricket, knowing what cricket is, is that assumed knowledge for, for this? Well, I, I should probably start by explaining my first memory of cricket. Okay. I Mm. was about five years old. I didn't. I spent the first five years of my life in England, mm-hmm. in a non-cricketing part of England. Okay, mm. and it was very much football territory where I was from. And then when we came out to Australia, I had my fifth birthday party out here, and it was a Spider-Man birthday party. And I was really into Star Wars. And I see this long stick that's wrapped up, and I'm like, "Boys, we're on. We're this on. is the lightsaber <laughs> I've been asking for." 
And then, like, obviously disappointed when, when I open it up and see that it's that it's a, um, a Puma cricket bat. Wow. Probably the one rocked by Gilchrist, I must say. It yeah, wasn't a Gilly. Wahoo. It was a good quality one. Yeah. Mm. I expressed my, my frustration. I, my first bat was Gil- Gilly as well. Puma. Ballistic. Ah. <laughs> so if someone someone asks you the question, what is, what is cricket? You say, well... I, th- I like to think what is not cricket and, <laughs> and something not, that's not cricket is Star Wars. It's not, it's not a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. And so from that point, I had to figure out how to make use of my, my birthday present. Hmm. Did ben? you use it as a Star Wars <laughs> by any chance? <laughs> yeah. I got those, not to deviate from the, the, the topic of today too heavily, but mm. I, I did sweep up at, at, at a Christmas where you could get those replaceable lightsabers. So you put whatever color <laughs> into the handle that you want. Brilliant. Mm. And so, yeah, obviously I rocked the Mace Windu purple yeah. most of the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, then cricket kind of fell to the back burner until probably the 06 Ashes for me was my mm. awakening. Okay. After the uh, the g- good series in England. Yeah. So I yep. wasn't conscious fair for enough, that. Fair enough. I was grinding on Pokemon Emerald, I think, um, too heavily. Yeah. Yep. Fair play. <laughs> So is that what we're taking for assumed knowledge of what the game is? It's not Star Wars. It's not <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> if you've got Pokemon Emerald, that takes priority. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Batting, fielding, bowling. Yeah, someone, running, someone, hitting a ball. Someone throws a ball to you, you hit the ball other places. You know, it's yeah. sort of yeah, sort of how it is, right? Um, yeah. Also, a different flavor to this podcast that I am anchoring and Cameron is not. Mm. Yeah, um, it's strange being in this seat. Yeah. And I must uh, say as well, I'm just kind of thinking through some listeners, just for a bit of context. If you're from Macau, Iraq, <laughs> Kyrgyzstan, Luxembourg, Romania, Serbia, the Isle of... Actually, no, Isle of Man would like the cricket. Or Kiribati, mm. or Belarus, Bulgaria, Croatia, Honduras, Iceland. I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> but this is your chance to put your country on the map. Mm. Hey, you might learn something. And yeah, I think in the history of cricket, it sounds like, you know, there's a whole lot more than just... And just cricket, right? Oh, Sounds yeah. like there's there's some real real machinations going mm. on behind the scenes. Story oh. of colonialism. Mm. Yeah. And what makes me qualified to, to lead us in this episode? Probably nothing. But well, well, you're, you're yeah. the only active player yeah. of the three of us. Okay. So yep. Um, yep. I think you're more qualified. You're the most qualified in the room, shall we say. You've taken a hat trick. I have. Have yes. you really? I no. have, yep. Three LBWs. Oh wow! Um, All two, of them. One of them was definitely out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that no, good day. Mm. <laughs> so, how old? Sorry, how old were you when I got the hat trick? Yeah, I got it in men's cricket. Oh wow! Okay, that's impressive. That is. Yeah, my my single hat trick came from a staged backyard cricket game where we <laughs> KFC to a competition called KFC Backyard Cricket, where you had to kind of just show how elaborate your backyard cricket was mm. so i tried to simulate drs on my microsoft paint it was everything <laughs> but i did get a hat trick so it was uh a game. it was a low grade but take it nonetheless mm. so i mean who really knows how anything begins right but apparently cricket started around the, the saxon norman times i mean does that Whoa! does that mean anything to you that's huge that's like what 700 years earlier than when i thought it would be uh, what what times are they that's the Turn of the millennium. So, oh, really? Uh, so you got the Norman conquest okay. of England. Yeah. Where you have kind of William the Conqueror. Yep. And then from that point onwards, from like what, the year 1066 or whatever? I don't know. My middle age history is awful. I think it was 1066 when we have the the Norman conquest of Britain. Okay. That's huge. Yeah, let's run with that. That, means, think- it's, that means it's effectively like a Nordic game, <laughs> not mm. a British game. 
I think it would have look, looked a lot different to what it is now. Uh, I think you no imagine... DRS. No <laughs> DRS, yes. I think we're imagining someone rolling a ball down and it being hit with a, a, a hockey stick or golf club-like bat, oh. I would say. Can you imagine um, trying to explain, like, you could just time travel and just show them the evolution? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's come a long way. Uh I don't want to spend too much time on Origins, but in 1611, it comes into the the dictionary. 1611? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Cricket's uh, defined as a boys' game. Ooh. Apparently around the same time... Uh, Combank two... would not be pleased with that. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> no, not at all. And two males uh, get in trouble for playing cricket on a Sunday instead of going to church. Mm. Are there any activities now that you think should be only for boys and not men and men should be prosecuted if they were to partake <laughs> oh, in such Oh, sorry. So activities? when you said it was a boys game, you're saying that excluded men, not excluded yes, girls. Yes, correct. Oh, correct. yeah, I was with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a game for children and not oh, I see. for men. WWE. Mm. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man We were watching A couple of weeks ago We were watching Some of the clips Of when like All like The old guard Kind of walks out again Like <laughs> you got The John Cena The CM Punk Walking out A couple of weeks ago And it's like I don't know bro It looks fun <laughs> So Yeah I mean It's also retirees. <laughs> It's also like Only played by Men at the moment <laughs> Maybe to Maybe to uh, The WWE video games You could you could mm. split the men and boys, but they're, but they're fun. I was thinking 44 homes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my friend, who I, I won't name her, but it's a her, <laughs> is an avid 40, and she's not, she's over the age of 18. She's an avid 44 homer with a group of friends. <laughs> ah, fair play. Game's a game. So, um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you say 44 home or 44 homes? Homes. Homes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fools around me, no fools around bar. Um, for, for context, forty four homes is like is like they tag. Don't it is. like tip. I don't think we've got a listen from Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> so you're telling me you felt the need to explain what cricket is, but not the need to explain what forty four homes is. Okay. It's hide and like seek. It. It's hide and seek, pretty much. With the catch of <laughs> you've got to Rather than be yeah. seen, you have to be tipped. So mm. there's the, the element of the eluding element your of, opponent. Of history athleticism of, as well. History of 44 homes next episode. <laughs> um, oh, dear. What happened to the other 43 homes? Yeah. Where did they all go? Um, so anyway, by the 18th century, cricket has become a game for all, not just for boys. And in 1744, the first laws of cricket are written. And they are amended 30 years later to introduce the third stump as well as the LBW rule. Hmm. So no LBW for the first 30 years. No. Man, you ever figured out how a doggy guard is <laughs> I would okay. absolutely be camping <laughs> right in... And my two... St- only got two yeah. stumps as well. I They're also um, still bowling underarm, I believe, at this so point. So just no danger of ever hitting the stumps. Hmm. Like, pretty much. Pretty but, much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the so the first rules of cricket are, are written at Marlebone Cricket Club, which uh, later becomes the members of Lords Cricket oh. Ground. Um, 
It's also funny how in every other sport, like you've got rules, but in cricket, they're laws. <laughs> it's laws of the game mm. that were written at Lords. <laughs> uh, we went to Lords. We did. We did. Yeah. How'd you like it? A big slope. Um, yeah. Huge slope at Lords. You really had to be there to, to see it. I was really hoping for an aristocrat that probably had a seat in the House of Lords to be our tour guide. <laughs> but I was not disappointed with... Mm. But also, he's this guy that's clearly from the upper echelons of British society. Yep. But also yep. knowing that, like, it's a tourist hotspot. Mm. He... he kind of has to be accommodating to this new society that he, he doesn't know. I really enjoyed, yeah. I just really enjoyed that tension of like, and obviously you have a huge subcontinental tourist base going mm. there. And so watching kind of the stereotype of the most out of touch person, which he wasn't out of touch at all, but no. just what he represents is seen as out of touch. Mm. Yeah. Get down with the youth was, was very entertaining and, and get down with other cultures. I wonder what he said to Alex Carey after getting out Johnny Bairstow I wonder if he was in the room I think he refrained from a comment I thought I think he was above that kissing (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah but that's crazy like the the premier cricket ground in the world is on a hill on a slope Mm. it's just so strange it is very Um, bizarre but Lord's uh, relocated a couple of times Uh, 1815 was when it was permanently moved to where we know it today so it's been moved and they're like yeah okay, but it's we'll, still we'll, called lords we'll, but we'll put it on a hill still you know yeah like yeah the place exactly. they settled on was yeah. the hill okay pretty much yeah. well they couldn't uh, they've already moved it twice they can't <laughs> yeah, move yeah, it again sure. yeah um yeah so and naturally at the at the time that this was happening in england what else was happening so talking 1815 yeah, and a bit before the, the the laws were written like around 1770, 1780. <laughs> 1770, perhaps. <laughs> I, I don't know. James Cook. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're, you're right? Yeah, col- coloni- colonization. Oh, we industrial revolution. Yeah, that's way better. Mm. That's also, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, speak, tread carefully. Um, yeah, so England was doing a lot of colonization <laughs> at this time. So naturally, as soon as colonization happened, cricket was pretty much happening in Australia. Do you know, perhaps I'm jumping ahead here. Go ahead. Why did some colonial sports take off? So why in the subcontinent is cricket far bigger than football? And mm. I know football's, I know the Indian fan base for, yep. and the, indeed the Pakistani fan base as well, for football is larger than their playing ability would be. Yeah. Do you it's, know why cricket question. took off, but football never really did? Football's not really um, knocking about for another until the end of like 1870 something is when the first FA Cup final is. So that, that would explain why in Africa, which got colonized later, football's Mm. massive. I'm I'm assuming, Mm. but yeah, I think that kind of makes sense. True. And that cricket's just around at this point. Yeah. So you're telling me that if, if Arthur Phillip had sort of just turned up a hundred years later, we'd we, football would be football would be out. Yeah. Oh my days. There'd be no rugby league. There'd be no origin. Oh, yeah, but as well as Australia, you got like South Africa, England, New Ze- um, England of course, but New Zealand, North America as well. And again, though, it took off in the Windies. Yeah, the yeah West Indies, but not America or Canada. Mm. We'll we'll discuss that a little bit. Okay, okay, yeah. So the nineteenth mm. yeah, century cricket continues to develop. Big crowds are going uh, to England to games. Like there's a county championship kind of thing happening now. 
1844, the first international cricket game is played. Who do you think are the two nations competing? 1844, yes. did you say? It's got to be Australia, England, doesn't it? Mm. I would go England. I, no, Ireland's not independent at this point. Yeah. Would it be England? Actually, no, it, well, probably too young. England, Scotland? No. I, can I tell you guys, you're not even close. Is England one of them? No. Uh, How do they get Mozambique? We're looking at Kiribati. We're looking at USA versus Canada. Whoa! In New York City. What? Is the first international cricket game now, on record. I yeah. My first exposure to the concept of the US playing cricket was when I played the game Cricket 07. The worst ranked international team was America. So you had Australia who were ranked 91. Okay. 91 overall out of the 100. And then you had America that was 58 and their wicket keeper was M. Jackson. And I'm like, I'm not at the time, right? So I just fully convinced myself that Michael Jackson was... He's the wiki. He's keeping stumps. Yeah. Wow. So an English team then a couple of years later, they tour North America in 1859. So so the game yep. was, did you say it was 1844? Correct. So slavery was still legal. So, just yeah, a game in the park. Post-American Revolution, right? So, yeah, you know, they, they're very much, mm. you know... Interesting, right, that they've they've kind of dismissed the shackles of, of England and colonialism but very much carried on this sport that is mm. very English. Um, yeah. I tried to find out a bit more about this game, but it wasn't there wasn't heaps mm. around. It was like yeah, the first international game was between Canada and America in New York. Mm. That's insane. And, and Michael Jackson was not <laughs> playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so England tours are happening. They've toured to Australia. They've toured to North America in the 1860s. And the first Australian team also... You, sorry, so... You, yep. You imagine playing cricket during the, the 1860s in America? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... The, yeah, it's, like, it's wild, it's wild. Do you reckon there's anyone in America that's just got a slave giving them throwdowns? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if the first game was in New York, it's the North. So you're kind of, do- like, effectively, if you're an able-bodied young man, you're more or less dogging the war effort against the Confederates to... <laughs> Like to cricket play cricket, yeah. Like a conscientious objector, like mm. um, is it was that a valid? Re- I know that there's no conscription or anything during the the Civil War, but was that a valid reason to draft to dodge, go to war? That's, cool That's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> like in the American Civil War, there's just cricket. <laughs> I imagine it's like just a very elite uh, yeah, group partaking yeah, in this yeah. game that are pretty much English. Colonizers. So mm. if Gossip Girl was set yeah. in the 1860s, like... 100%. It would be... Nate, Ar- Nate Dan- Archibald would be playing cricket. Yeah, Dan mate. Humphrey wouldn't be able to get into Lords or whatever because <laughs> <laughs> he's too common, man. Wow. Mm. I'll, I'm heading to New York soon. I might have to uh, pay a visit to the cricket club. I'm sure it's a bit out of the city. Or to the Upper East Side as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> so pilgrimage, um, really. <laughs> So the first Australian team to is England in 1868. How do you think they selected this team? Is it like the primary school house system where you'd be chosen according to your family allegiance? <laughs> hmm. You would need proportional representation for each of the colonies, right? Because otherwise it wouldn't be an Australian team if you just picked. Hmm. So I imagine there'd be hmm. some form of quota of... Okay. You would think. Or you think you'd just pick the best... 11 players potentially but it's actually 
it's 13 Aboriginal men from Victoria. Whoa. Um, yeah, cricket's like become pretty popular at Australia in this point and it's getting played uh, specifically at, uh, at a lot of the stations as well where there are Aboriginal like workers, I say mm. workers in italics, uh, and all the all the Aboriginal people in the stations, they would also take part in the cricket games, and uh, they formed kind of their own team. And have you heard of a guy Tom Wills before? I don't think I've heard so. Grills on Wills. Grills on Wills. Yes, good chip shop. Yeah. So Tom Wills is actually uh, like he plays in this Aboriginal team. He's not Aboriginal, but he's kind of their coach and captain. Uh, pretty story guy in Australian sport. Tom Wills is actually credited with uh, inventing AFL. Whoa! Hmm. Well, isn't is, doesn't the story go that AFL was invented for cricket players in the off season? Exactly. What, yeah. yeah. So this is he's kind of created that around the same time, hmm. and AFL, of course, now is. Uh, I mean, in terms of broadcast rights and TV viewership and crowd attendance is like the most popular sport in Australia today. Mm. I still um, don't know the rules. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We what? used to do AFL at like lunchtime footy for like a slight variation. <laughs> it was just no, no, <laughs> no procedure whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So Tom, Tom Wills, he's got like a, he's got a statue outside the, uh, the MCG and he's involved. He's, he's a bit of a, controversial figure I, I don't know if we'll go too much into this but he an article came out of two years ago that he was potentially involved in aboriginal massacres and it's like i don't uh, know do we really do we have a a uh, do we celebrate this guy as the founder of afl and modern australian mm. sport when he's done that um it's complicated. It's, I don't know if you guys know anything so, but, about so, it. But then, so he's coaching this Aboriginal team though, right? Yeah. So, so I, like, the story, is, does he, like, does he it's repent? confirmed mm. that he's definitely killed the Aboriginal person before. Mm. Uh, I think it was like in an act of revenge for killing his father, like still like... Yeah, it's a, com- it's a complex, kind of a- it's a complex issue. <laughs> yeah, but the, frontier, the, fr- the frontier wars were brutal. Frontier wars, of course, were happening at that time. That isn't really, uh, I guess, talked about too much, or even taught about mm. in school. So I don't, I can't speak to it too well. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm hesitant to kind of be like, oh, Tom Wheels is a, he is a, a legend of Australian sport when he's done some controversial things. He was also, um, like, confirmed like a pretty bad influence on this team and he doesn't actually end up touring with them um kind of known to be alcoholic and uh yeah just kind of be a bad influence on the team basically and yeah i, I get the idea of this australian team going to tour england as well and then they've also do like tours in in sydney and new south wales they're from victoria it's almost like a like a zoological experience for the people watching. It's like, oh, come watch cricket, but come watch mm. these native people mm. do it. So, like, their promotional poster is them holding cricket balls and bats, but also boomerangs and spears. Um, so, it'd be, it'd be like if we captured like North Sentinelese people mm. and made them play like whatever sport. Yeah. Like I they'll generally get a lot of attraction of people wanting to see what a North Sentinelese person who's had limited exposure like no yeah. exposure to like 
any form of kind of Western civilization or sorry, any yeah. form of Western or Eastern or any form of what we would define as civilization, hmm. that would get that would yeah. get crowds. Like Yeah, and 100%. And that's why like guys like Tom Wills took advantage of that because they could make a lot of money mm. and um, yeah, kind of use... Like these people. human circus yeah human circus um yeah so the, the, they went to england though and had a pretty good okay time they played 47 matches on one tour yeah between may and october whoa they won 14 lost 14 and drew 19 <laughs> so what's the format of the matches for these games it's hard to say it's okay <laughs> uh they just play cricket all day potentially and they had matches go over multiple days uh yeah I, I couldn't i couldn't say they also had a lot of rest days back then um, between the cricket matches so i remember there's a story about oh you'd you think, think two innings two innings was the standard yeah, yeah. i don't know if he was i don't know i don't know his name it was i think he was the captain of the england english team in the 18 at some point in the 1800s yeah who left to become a, mis- a missionary in china Mm. So he like retired at the peak of his powers okay, and lived in China for the rest of his life as a Christian missionary. Wow. Um, no, don't cover that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> some, some, at some point in the 1800s, I'm pretty sure that was his story. Yeah. So like you got 20,000 people at the Oval watching an Aboriginal cricket team play against an England cricket team. That's insane. Um, in 1870. Um, and would part of the thinking behind having an Aboriginal cricket team be like that there isn't actually an Australian identity? Like we're still 40 years out from Federation or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Um, we don't really have an Ash. Like yeah. they view themselves still as British people mm. living in Australia. And so the, the Australian team would be an Indigenous team. Mm. Well, that Was that part of the theory as well? I don't think so. Okay. I think it was just like kind of a bit of a, a idea for a money grab. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a cool kind of story and it's they are the first like pretty much official Australian team mm. to go overseas. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a kind of, it's a cool bit of history. Uh, we didn't cover When we went to Lords, that wasn't mentioned. I feel like that's, yeah, mm. I don't, Lords, I don't know if Lords was necessarily even played at on this tour. Uh, mm. the, the, so the two grounds in London are Lords and the Oval. Yeah. Um, so, have, I mean, great name, the Oval. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, a bit indulgent, don't you think? Like, <laughs> There's a lot of ovals. The Oval actually held the first FA Cup final. Really? Yeah. In around that time, 1875, I think. Do you know what teams first. played in that? Or... No. Okay. No. It would have been... Wrexham. No, I don't think it would have been a team we recognise today. Like a, like a school almost. Yeah. Um, Eton know. College. Look, <laughs> Eton might not be a bad shout. Like Eton boys, Eton... Old boys or something like that. Oxford. Oh, really? Are they yeah. allowed to play football? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Eaton? Eaton? I think that's too look it up. Look it up, for, Ben. For Eaton. The eighteen seventy two FA Cup final was a football match between Wanderers. Wanderers yes. being from Dorking. Um <laughs> from in Leytonstone. Okay. I don't know where that is. And the Royal Engineers. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, it wasn't a club we recognised today. <laughs> the Royal Engineers is an association football team representing the corps of Ro- of Royal Engineers or the Sappers of the British Army, based in Chatham, Kent. Wow, there you brilliant. go, man! Can you imagine like having like your 
education core playing it in. <laughs> like, you, yeah, anyway, continue. So let's fast forward to 1877. And what is regarded as the first test matches played when England, England team tour Australia and the next year Australia tour England. And it's popular. People like it. People go and watch it. 1882. Australia beat England for the first time in England at the Oval. Wow. Mm. Now, the next day, the newspaper, they post a mock obituary saying, in affectionate remembrance of English cricket, which died at the Oval on the 29th of August, 1882, deeply deeply lamented by a large circle of sorrowing friends and acquaintances. R.I.P. Notabona, or how do you say that? Not a bone. <laughs> NB, the body will be cremated and the ashes taken to Australia. Wow. Mm. It's a little, it's, it's a bit dramatic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, guys, relax. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, so my first memory of the ashes, so that was mm. my first real exposure to cricket. I remember this, a current affair article yep. about the ashes, something negative about the ashes. Not an article, a current affair kind of, you know, segment about, the Ashes, a very negative piece. I think it was about some players from England and Australia not playing in the upcoming series. Mm-hmm. I interpreted that as Australia and England are out of the Ashes. And so I come running down, like trying to like get into cricket because my brother was into cricket. My dad was reasonably into cricket. I'm like, hey guys, Australia and England are pulled out of the Ashes. They can't, they, they're not, not going to compete. And my brother's like, you idiot. How many teams do you play in this? And I was thinking like, yeah, this is the World Cup of cricket or whatever. Mm. So this idea of the ashes being taken back to Australia really captures the imagination of the public. And a few weeks later, an England team, uh, captained by Ivo Bly, he they leave to tour Australia and he vows to return the ashes. Oh. Man, news headlines used to be so good back then. You know? <laughs> now we just have the woman who saved Australia. <laughs> yeah, corporate, I, I, uh, bring back legacy media if that's what it's going uh, And likewise, the uh, the Australian captain, uh, Murdoch, W.L. Murdoch, oh. promised to defend signs. them, defend the ashes. Obvious question, any relation? Uh, I, I didn't do the family tree research. Okay. I assumed mm. no. I assumed no, but no, maybe no. I should have. I don't know. How do you even find out something like that? Is WL Murdoch for yeah. <laughs> related to Rupert? Um, I think you should go to his Wikipedia yeah, and you see I did, notable yeah. alumni from the Murdoch family. It crossed my mind, but I was like, nah. <laughs> England win. They play three matches, but as well as these matches, they play countless just social matches. And one of these matches was on Christmas Eve, 1882, at Rupert's Wood Estate, I'm outside you, like, of Melbourne. Is- <laughs> oh my days, what the... <laughs> yeah. Just the web. So, okay, can you pitch yourself at a country estate or just outside of Melbourne, 1882, just played... You're the upper class of society, most likely, just played a friendly game of cricket. Now you're having a an evening with the opposition kind of celebrating Christmas, the tour, whatnot. And kind of as a joke, a terracotta urn is presented to Ivo as a symbol of the ashes being regained. Oh. 
Um, yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's... It's also rumoured that, like, a bale from the match is burnt and put inside the urn. I don't know about that. Man, their practical jokes were good for, like, we've had yeah. lazy. So yeah. I, I don't dopamine. Maybe I'm... It's a bit to the imagination a bit here, but I'm imagining, like... They're sitting down, they're giving their speeches and toasts to the series, and it's like, oh, Ivo, we've got you a urn. Here yeah. are the ashes. That's some good chat. That's a. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're all laughing, having a good time. It sounds like a good evening to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wouldn't it be cool to just tell him, be like, hey, you know that sort of like little bit that you did in that one speech <laughs> that one time? Yeah, now I kind of like <laughs> sort of dominates the way we think about test cricket it became (laughs) one of the most famous news bloopers of all time (laughs) it doesn't like the dates don't really add up in that the it it was more of a joke as here are the ashes not a trophy like you've won the ashes Mm. because the series wasn't over but i guess yeah so true because at the end of the day right you're just carrying around the remnants of english cricket that's what the the allegory originally was Um, so yeah but it's cool. I really, it's a really oh, yeah. cool story, yeah. and I don't think there's a, like a better sort of trophy origin story. That was sorry, I finally got your joke about the news blooper. <laughs> <laughs> can um, we just wait? Can we just when you edit this? Can you just play the audio of that, <laughs> or will you get copyrighted for that? Oh, I'll leave that up to it's you. It's a little bit rude, but <laughs> anyway, we move. So also, you guys have seen the Ashes Urn before. It has like some uh, a writing, some writing on it mm. that is cut out from a magazine. That magazine didn't come out till a couple months after that Christmas Eve. Wow! So the thinking is like that he's got the urn, and then at the end of the series, uh, they've pasted these this uh, this stanza from a Melbourne magazine. Um, do you want me to read it out to you? Oh, of course. Oh, go on. Okay, so this is pasted. So you've got, uh, it's kind of been glued on the urn, uh, the ashes, and then underneath. <laughs> when Ivo goes back with the urn, the urn. Stud still read and tile coat return, return. The welkin will ring loud. The great crowd will feel proud. Seeing Barlow and Bates with the urn, the urn. And the rest coming home with the urn. <laughs> <laughs> I like the use of, of repetition. Um, <laughs> what does it mean? I'm <laughs> saying a lot of English players' names from the tour. I mean, um, this is the, if I'm not mistaken, the Victorian era, or at least the, the end of the Victorian era. Mm. Poetry is quite good at this period. Yeah. <laughs> really letting Australia down with like, yeah, what I could write. In, like that could pass for a year five. <laughs> like imagine you're a convict writing about the first cricket game. What would you write? Like hmm. Another interesting kind of moment from that, that night, that Christmas Eve in 1882 is the English captain then Ivo Bly meets his wife on that night. Um, Australian? Yes, mm. yes. So they eventually get married, and the urn remains with Ivo because he he considers it a gift. And then pranks over like the the, the ashes like that 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 yeah. That it's not like a, it's not like a trophy. It's 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 a gift to Ivo. And um, when he dies, his wife uh, Florence gifts the urn to the the MCC, the Marlebone Cricket Club, and. Um, now it's kind of the representative of a of the trophy between. Oh, so that that was the urn, or like the one that we see a replica of, or whatever. Yeah, 
Yeah, this exactly. Is, this and, is um, yeah, wow. The real urn is actually in Lords, but when we went to Lords, it wasn't there because on, for only the second or third time, it went on a tour to Australia and it was kept. Oh, you in got the, what? Well, the, like, the, like, <laughs> yeah. If you put a Venn diagram of our time in the same country where Lords is, there's no map. Like statistically, <laughs> there has to be some matchup. Wow, hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, really cool origin story of how like the term the ashes and it's like properly captured the imagination because we still refer to Australia versus England test matches now as the ashes mm. and I think to make a successful cricket game cricket game you have to have ashes somewhere in so like Cricket 07's cover was the ashes it wasn't yeah. mm, later sure. editions would have just Mitchell Johnson but mm. like and again like even like you think through Big Air Studio which <laughs> again if you need a <laughs> podcast to promote your games we're here you think of like the, there's like internet there's like what Cricket 17 Cricket 19 or whatever but it's the ashes that they consistently go back to so Ashes Cricket mm. 2019 Ashes Cricket 2021 yeah it's huge it's crazy mm. um, yeah so that's kind of how that started and now I'll, I'm going to skip past the next uh, t- couple of decades Edmund Barton yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you've got I mean uh, there was the one Titanic. guy I wanted to mention though um, W.G. Grace Who? heard of him? not to be confused with W.A. Smith no not no. to be <laughs> uh, he is he scored England's first ever test century Okay, how long would it take to get a century back in? Like, what's the over rate? Is that what you're asking? What's, his, yeah, what's the strike yeah, rate? Like, yeah. mm. I think runs. It's hard to say. Like, the, it, you could the the time periods. You could say it was easy to bowl at one period, and then it was also maybe easy to bat in some periods. Like the pitches were uncovered, and they could be pretty bad. These pitches. But you could also say the bowling maybe wasn't that good. And I don't know. Do you Who's know, to say? When overarm bowling was introduced. Yeah, I was actually just wondering about that. I had it written down somewhere. But I I don't think I skipped over it. Because I imagine the transition from underarm to overarm bowling, the you wouldn't go straight from underarm to like Brett Lee. Like it'd take mm-hmm. a while of accumulating pace. Like, yeah. was it just a lot of medium pace back in... Hmm. And if they're uncovered pitches, you can't spin the ball, surely, on, like, Jim's mowing. <laughs> can you can, can someone look that up? Because rolling rolling the ball got stopped. 1864. Overarm bowling okay. was accepted as legal. Oh, it sounds like there's quite Very a, good. Quite yeah. A, uh, says they kind of went from underarm to like mid arm yeah and then there started to be debate and then yeah. someone bowled like a whole over of no ball over arms <laughs> and then it's like it's a whole it's a whole thing are we all uh, is the next evolution I think allowing chucking because <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think wg grace was a bit of a uh kind of someone who brought the game into this modern uh idea of we what we know now in terms of batting and bowling right he was a all-rounder and a doctor Oh, man. Um, definition of an all-rounder, <laughs> my day. He must have been well-respected in society, that man. He played 22 tests for England. Uh, his last when he was 51. Wow. wow. And his first when he was 18. Yeah, you're really not getting the... the, the but he was a doctor. The cricketing calendar's quite... Um, he was a doctor. He was, yeah, he was a doctor. less than once a year, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a bit. I was a bit confused by that. No, start, pre- no pressure when you're batting. It's like <laughs> you're like 365 days to go again. Well, I mean, to be fair, like being an Olympic sprinter or whatever, you literally have to wait four years for your 10 seconds. Yeah, anyway. that is. I mm. I'll just read out his stats. So though, 870 first class matches. <laughs> Oh, so he played 22 tests, but he was playing lots of... Yeah, like... Lots of county cricket. Lots yeah, of, yeah. yeah. 54,211 <laughs> runs at 39. 124 hundreds. 2,809 wickets at an average of 18. <laughs> they just don't make him like that yeah, anymore, do they? He played... <laughs> I saw Nathan Lyon just, hit, just hit 500 yeah. a few. And that was a big deal. I need um, to learn more about him because apparently there's a bit of a strange character i also came across something where like someone in the outfield was impaled by the picket fence and he was the doctor on board <laughs> so uh, really, cricket's just not what it used to be it was <laughs> someone who a doctor i am of course you're a <laughs> yeah i've also heard that maybe once like he got out but he was like no i'm not done batting <laughs> It uh, reminds me of my. Best. It's just so I just so, I just don't know to be honest, and I didn't have the research ability to to find out for sure. <laughs> my my man said in high school handball, we like it is like that. You didn't like it got to a point where the line was so big that people stopped hacking it, and people would find elaborate excuses to justify mm. their existence in handball. Sam saw the facade for what it was. And so rather than coming up with a discuse here, you just go, no. <laughs> like, he's like, what are you going to do? Drag me out of the square? I'm, I'm not done. I'm not I'm, finished. I'm, it's like that. Did you know Breaking Bad when he's like, we're done when I say we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, other notable players from this time, Victor Trumper has a stand at the SCG. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's, yeah, what's his... What's him and Bill, Bill him and Bill O'Reilly? Because Bill O'Reilly has for yeah. our podcast audience has a very different yeah. connotation. Uh, Bill O'Reilly I could mention him when I talk about Brad he was around okay. Brad Manera. We'll save him for Bradman. Um basically Bill O'Reilly's known as Bradman said Bill O'Reilly was the hardest bowler he ever faced. In short. But um and in terms of his he was a good player. He was a very good bowler. Um, and Victor Trumper? Victor Trumper was just like the best Australian batsman at the time. Probably one of the first Australian sports stars. Um, mm. Actually died when he was 38 as well. So oh, wow. kind of still playing. How'd that happen? Oh, Ben, I forget. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I think it was, something to, it was something to do with his heart. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I feel bad for not knowing that. Probably an infection. That's just, I swear to it. It's yeah. how so many, like... Probably what, did you say? Like an, an infection? Yeah. Syphilis. Syphilis? No, I'm just oh, saying right. it could, it could be that. <laughs> Thinking of Al Capone. Yeah. And he died as a result of Bright's disease. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know um, what that is. Which is a historical classification of kidney diseases. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Was he alcoholic? He could have been. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol is more liver than kidney, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm. Good point. Um, but Cam Green... Level two kidney yeah, disease. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch that story. Um, um, I think it's level five where you need dialysis. And he's been okay. level two since in the womb. So I think Unbelievable. it's a stable, well-managed condition. Yeah. But it's yeah, still quite serious. Mm. In 1908, born in Cootamundra, is Donald Bradman. Now He's not born, sir, Donald Bradman. No, not yet. No, yeah. My, not yet, he hasn't. There was our best cricket player when we were in primary school. His name was Ethan. Yep. He was related to Don Bradman. Nah. No way. That's 
I did. I have heard. Uh, yeah. That family. Yes. Are you calling? Are you calling cap on that? <laughs> Look at you, you little high school I, lingo <laughs> running up on you. <laughs> don't cap. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Stop the, the cap, Jake. That's um, what the young people say. Maybe not a direct line. Maybe a cousin. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't assuming um, literal. Yeah, offspring. His daughter or granddaughter is a famous opera singer. Um, <laughs> he also one of his grandsons as well. Like in the 2010s or great grandsons got 99.95 ATAR which was um, <laughs> so that was funny. in the newspaper that is so funny uh, it is like beating the Don by one um, <laughs> uh, yeah Bradman's also a very a, a storied person in Australian cricket and Australian sport and just Australia in general we forgot to we were planning on talking about him and this was also at the request of a patron hmm. we were planning on talking about him in the Gough Whitlam episode but mm. okay. we just got so distracted with like the CIA and the royal yeah, family yeah. that we didn't, we didn't get around. We, I thought we did talk about the letter, didn't, didn't no, you? No, we. it was just in the group chat. We never actually spoke about it on air. Hmm. Oh. He moves to Bowral when he's three. Um, Bowral, great town. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a very talented athlete. Uh, he hones his skill uh, by hitting a golf ball with a cricket stump against a water tank. Can think about a water tank and how it's um, the the makeup of that, how that's yeah. got the curves it's cr- it's and bumps in cut, it, you know. Mm. And apparently, do that for hours on end. Mm. Now, the hand-eye coordination required to do that. <laughs> you ever done it? You ever it tried? Unbelievable. Um, yeah, like you, you wouldn't get two in a row. Mm. Yeah. So that the fact that he's just knocking it back, I don't. I I I honestly want to call cap on that. <laughs> Because could be an urban myth. They got, I, should, should I start my son on that? Yeah, mm. pretty much. Well, there's videos uh, of him Bradman doing it begins. as an adult, and he's just backing away. And then, like, they got Maxwell to do it at the Bradman Museum, and he's probably the most talented batsman in Australia in terms of hand-eye. Like, would get four, and that was probably that wow. was it. So. Yeah, that like he, he's kind of picking up this this skill of batting, um, and he dominated. Do you think a bullied in primary school? Just like yeah, do the keep yeah, doing the wall thing, Don. <laughs> yeah, I imagine him like finishing school and just running home to hit a golf ball against <laughs> with a with a stump. Mm. Yeah, Unbelievable! That's insane. Um, and he kind of, he dominated his school cricket, even high school cricket. He played his first. Uh, game for the senior team in Barrel when he was 12. He was a mm. scorer and uh, I think in a game in, at Mossvale, someone didn't rock up, so he got drafted in. He got a 29 not out. Wow. And then he was in the team from then. That's insane because it's a 12 year old can't hit a boundary. Like, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he's good between oh. wickets though. He's a good little runner. Also, in that in that summer of 1920 21, his. His uh, t- his father takes him to the to SCG to watch uh, the the Ashes. Is the Victor Trumper stand there at that time? Oh. Is there even a stand? Is it? I don't know. There's the 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 pavilions would have been there. Yeah. The Victor Trumper grassy knoll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the Clive Churchill. He's kind. He's blown away by the whole experience. He wears his his best clothes. He goes to the cricket. And he says to his father at the end of the day, I will join the Liberal Party. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will not be satisfied until I play on this ground. 
So wow. he's he's twelve at this stage, and he's got that. Yeah. He's got that mentality. He's got that dog in him. I really want to say like. But I, also, it's like, did I, that happen? I didn't. Well, like, yeah, I, I really want to say something. Like that. Obviously, something I will obviously never be able to achieve. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, next time I walk, like, go to Canberra, I'll, I'll not be satisfied until <laughs> I lead that debate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave school at 14. Um, Paul Keating Sage. And he actually takes the season <laughs> off cricket. Wow. He plays, he's a very good tennis player and he focuses on tennis. Wow. He's working kind of. Uh, as a clerk in a real estate office down in Barrel, but um, so he comes like, back to cricket. Okay, because like so, Lux Listings Barrel <laughs> <laughs> wasn't an alternative career that feasibly could have happened. Probably would have been a good market down in Barrel <laughs> as well. Was it always yeah. as bougie as? I think it he is? always had like kind of obviously he had business aspirations, and cricket wasn't really uh, a. So like wasn't a, a career. Yeah. Does he just like? Would he just like look at a house and be like? I won't be satisfied until I. Sell I think he was house. just like office, <laughs> office, ad, office admin, yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I went to high school with his on Lux listing Sydney as the like background boy for the hotshot real estate agent. <laughs> it's just so weird. He was like, he branded himself as like the down to earth like lefty, and now he's the. <laughs> he's just, he's a real estate agent corporate for, guy. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, continue. So your mate's Don Bradman, that's all I mean. <laughs> uh, Anyway, he comes 18, adult, uh, he gets some grade games in Sydney. Who do you think was his uh, his grade club? So the the Speed Blitz Blues. Well, that's the state. That's the state. <laughs> like the, okay, the to Sydney grade that. team. Um, What's, um, there's Randwick. Hmm? That, well, that, that's Warner's one, isn't it? Yes. Smith Sutherland. I don't think, surely yeah. it wasn't Sutherland. No, he was St. George. St. George. St. George. St. George have a lot of good players. Josh Hazelwood. Yeah. Uh, Trent Copeland. They're all from... They, those guys all from the country came and played for for St. George. Kerry O'Keefe, I think. So that was well. like the French national football team equivalent back then of just like, oh, you're from Algeria. That'll do. Senegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, 1927, he, he debuts for New South Wales and scores 118 on debut. Mm-hmm. Um And he scores 87 and 132 for New South Wales against an England team in a tour game. And that earns him selection at the age of 20 in the Australian team. Which for a batsman is very young. It's pretty good. Ten- for a fast bowler, you're, fast bowlers yeah. get picked younger because their bodies. Sachin got picked when he was 16. Yeah, mm. was it like 89, 88? Yeah. You went, and yeah, yeah, retired in 2014. Like yeah. that's crazy. Mental. Crazy. Um, his first test uh, against England is still today Australia's worst loss in test cricket. They lost by 675 runs. Wow. He scored 18 and 1, mm. which saw him dropped for Fraud. the second test. So Wow. This guy's kind of the goat. Had a bad day. Mm. <laughs> um, well, this whole team had a bad day. Uh, third test, he gets back in the team. Scores 79 and 112 at the SCG. So he's satisfied. Is he satisfied? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robert Menzies is there in the crowd that no day. No way. How old Menzies would be like, what, 20, 30? Uh, hey, Menzies yeah. is Victorian. What's his... Ah, anyway, it's at the not. MCG. Oh, MCG. It's sorry. at the MCG. Oh, I thought you said SCG. Sorry, that's why we said. Yeah, Melbourne Cricket Ground. And 
Apparently the crowd were a bit taken aback by his batting style. They hadn't really seen anything similar to it before. And Robert Menzies apparently said, we'll be watching this fellow for the next 20 years because he has got it. <laughs> so <laughs> so that he's made like, get, get used to it. Another good line I want to sort of say in... Just in, in conversation. <laughs> it reminds me of like when Palpatine talks to Anakin like, at the end of the Oh, we must note that down when he said. <laughs> he has got it. Um, yeah. But what, is he talking about his cricket or his like politics as well? He's got yeah, <laughs> both, both Liberal Party mm. titans. Yeah. I, I, what more there is to say he dominated um, because of this England, they can't win and they revert to a pretty aggressive tactic five years later which is now famously known as Bodyline. Mm. On the loading screen of Cricket 07, they gave a bit of that history while you were waiting for your games. Like, did mm. you know Bodyline? Um, so I, that, I, that was yeah. one fact I did actually know, courtesy of, of Air Sports. It's crazy. It, like it's, I don't know. People look, look down upon it. Mm. Am I respect? Like, well, let's, in, talk, let's talk about it. Ingenuity, let's, like innovation. Yeah. Ben, are you familiar? Well, they just bolted at the body, didn't they? Is yeah, the whole, so the whole premise. Um, cricket's a pretty respectable gentleman's game mm. to this point, but 1932-1933, um, English captain Douglas Jardine uh, puts in place this tactic to try and stop Bradman's dominance. And it's simple and it's seen today a lot but really it's to stack the fielders on one side, the leg side, and bowl fast at the body. Right, so you're always kind of flicking them away yep. from your body yep. onto the leg side. Yeah. Yeah. So Jardine was already unliked. It's difficult. It's also a genuine physical threat. They don't really have pads. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So Jardine's already unliked before this, and then he does this, and the crowds are apparently enraged. Can you, I don't know, just imagine the, the crowds back then. British crowds there's a great, Australian crowds? It's in Australia. Okay. It's in Australia, on Australian shores. Mm. And there's also a Great Depression happening at this time. <laughs> um, they, this I is think not what the people need right now. <laughs> the, they are seeing this as the English kind of being unnecessarily mm. uh, aggressive to Australia. Um, so I, I know the crowd like, boy. Huge role <laughs> reversal. You normally think it's Australians mm. that are like Australia would be the body liners in most circumstances like that. Mm. And it'd be an English crowd that was enraged. Maybe I'm putting Alex Carrigate too heavily or putting too much emphasis on that event. Mm. But you wouldn't expect, I'd fully expect the Australians to yeah. be the, the ones pushing the boundaries. Mm. Was he kind of mm. like a Nick Curios? Was he like a Nick Curios figure? Jardine. Yeah. 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 I think. No, I think he was like kind of seen as upper class pompous. Piers Morgan. Whereas the Australians were battlers and he mm. was, um, they sort of representative of England's view of Australia, looking down on them, treating them in an unsportsmanlike way. Yeah. Um, telegrams were, were, were sent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> strongly worded telegram is coming your way. I don't have them. I don't have them the on record. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have them written, but they're quite funny as like, Oh, I regret to hear of your cable. Um, <laughs> Bro, he's fighting for his life in the group but chat in right now. Like, getting they're flamed. Not, in England, they're not there. So they don't really... like. They're saying, they're like, surely it's not that bad. But and then Black Australian, like, if this continues, where we, how can we participate? Like, people have been hit. Like, it's... 
it's uh it's dangerous and hmm i don't know what do you guys think do you think it's a a fair tactic i pretty much respect any innovation to the game of cricket Hmm. i've got no issue with the man cat as long as you Hmm. don't as long as as long as you don't if you do the man can before you start your kind of circular bowling yep. arm action, yep. which I think is the only legal way to do it. I don't think it's legal if you... Yeah, if you go through, once it, the arm goes past your sh- shoulder, yeah. does, how does that make sense? Like... <laughs> I, yeah, it's got to be, it's gotta be, it's gotta be an underarm, degrees, yeah. an underarm man cad for me, but I've got no issue with it. Hmm. Just stay in your crease. I think like... Stay in your crease, yeah. Um, I like, I think Steve Smith suggested rather than a wicket, have it be a run penalty. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I'm quite open to. Innovate. Hmm. Um... And I'd love that run penalty to be given to the batsman. So batsman being a minus five or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's got even worse than a golden duck. <laughs> you go out there and cost your team runs. I, I think fair play, but I don't like it. I, I think it was recently, the Australians did it a lot in the recent Ashes mm. and England. It was a, a real tactic of the short ball. And it's horrible. It's bad to watch. Mm. Um, so fielding, I mean, fielding watching- restrictions were later introduced to yeah. kind of stop it. At the time, no fielding. When there's no fielding restrictions, it's like it's a bit op. Um, hmm. Yeah, you need the fielding restrictions to counter it. Do you just start learning how to bat with the, on the other side? <laughs> like, hmm. how do you mean? Learn to bat left-handed. Left-handed. You counteract it in one. Uh, the bowler can still just bowl the other side. I, hmm. But you see, you're constantly getting the field to move all day. For I you. see. And then you change it, or even just I change see. it last minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, England England win this series 4-1. It's the first mm. time they've won since Bradman has uh, played. Do you think... Uh, so Bradman still averaged 56 in this series, um, which, like, by today's standards That's is... Pretty much it's very just good. about Smith's average. Yeah, a bit under. Um, and naturally, any significant drama in Australia has to be turned into a mini-series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which it was in the 1980s. Do you ha- do you have any idea who played Jardine, who played Bradman? I'm gonna the guy that plays what's his name? The guy that plays Alfred in Batman plays Jardine. <laughs> Michael Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Okay. Uh, Hugo Weaving plays Jardine. Wow. Uh, I didn't who, know Hugo Weaving was that old. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. What's and he, what's Hugh? Uh, he's in he's in the Matrix, isn't he? Uh, yeah. He's also uh, the, he's also in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Rings. He's the bad guy in Captain America, the Red Skull. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I like to think uh, so. Like he plays the bad guy to Captain America. He also plays Jardine, the bad guy to Captain Australia. <laughs> Captain Australia being Don Bradman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don Bradman was played by Gary Sweet, and the only thing I know him from was House Husbands. Oh, um, I, I've he seen, plays the bold guy in House Husbands. I've, yeah, actually, yes, I know yeah. that. I, there's a clip going around on my socials from <laughs> House Husbands. Yes, and that, the bald guy features in that. So, uh, yeah, I've got a little bit more on Brad. He has a great career, uh, but it's interrupted by World War Two. He enlists in the Royal Australian Air Force, uh, 